Good morning. So I will share a little bit of what I've been pondering the last couple of days, maybe the past week, and did a quick study on it. I found some verses um, that went along with what I've been thinking, and partway down through, I felt God speak something, or kind of put a whole twist to the whole thing I was thinking. So, we'll see how this goes, and I will try to share that with you. Some challenging thoughts. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would guide us in this service, and that we would hear your word, and not man's words, but that we would hear what you want to say to us as Emmanuel Christian Fellowship. I pray that you would bless each one here, and they would be drawn closer to you. Amen. Amen. So what I've been thinking is um, witnessing at work or witnessing or work or is it work and witnessing or witnessing along the way as we go along our daily life being a witness for Christ talking to others about Jesus. Let's turn to Acts chapter 3. Verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them and expected to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. They were headed somewhere else. They They were... their focus wasn't, I'm going to go to the temple and look for somebody in need and heal the person. You know, that wasn't their goal that day. I'm sure their goal was to preach Jesus wherever possible. That's how they lived their lives as we go through Acts. But there, they were ready when the time arose. Um, they didn't know that they should be ready to command a lame person to stand up and walk. But they were prepared in their hearts. Um, But take note, they weren't going to work. Um, Chapter 5, verse 41 in Acts as well. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So right here it looks like they spent their entire time 
talking about God, talking about Jesus, preaching to people, whether it was uh, in the in the temples, in the churches, in the in their houses. Um, it doesn't refer to work here. It doesn't say they went to work and, and preached Jesus at work. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if you caught on yet, but that's what I was looking for. Where in Scripture does it talk about preaching Jesus at work? I, I'm just sharing a challenge with you, and I'll try to tie it together at the end, so stay with me. Um, Back to chapter 4 in Acts, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Are we living our lives in such a way that people see Jesus in us? Uh, Whether it's the words we say or the way we react to circumstances or yeah whatever it may be are we portraying Christ in our lives second Timothy 4 verse 1 and be jumping through a number of scriptures so 2 Timothy 4. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, Uh, In another translation, here it says, Preach the word of God. Be persistent, whether the time is favorable or not. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. <clears throat> so there's an exhortation, I think, to us as well, to be ready to speak the truth and to preach the gospel at any time, whether the time is favorable or not, whether it's people that want to listen or not, whether it's in the church where they're expecting you to get up and teach, or whether it's at work where they don't expect to hear the name of Christ, to be ready at any given moment for an opportunity that God might bring our way. In John 4, um, let's just turn there, John 4, 6. (laughs) 
Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. I think we're familiar with that story, so I won't read too much of it. But here you see Jesus is tired. He's, they've walked, I suppose, a long ways. He's exhausted, and he sits down to rest, and he told his disciples to go on and get something to eat. I think that's in this story here. Anyways, um, then this woman comes, and he asks her, give me some water to drink. And, and we know how that story goes on. He ministers to the woman. The woman goes, calls her family. He was ready in and out of season. I don't, I don't know what all Jesus knew, what all he expected. There did the Holy Spirit tell him that you should sit here and send your disciples on because I'm going to bring somebody you need to minister to? I don't know. We don't know exactly what took place. But it does say he was tired. And I know when I'm tired, I don't feel like talking to somebody about Jesus. You know, it takes energy. It takes, it takes uh, mental uh, strength to, to, to think, and to, especially if you come across somebody that wants to argue a little bit or something, you know. It's it's not something that you feel like doing when you're tired. But Jesus was ready. Are we ready? Uh, there's numerous accounts at the end of the Gospels where Peter denies Jesus. Whether that was people seeing Jesus in him, or whether it was you could tell what nationality he was. I don't know. But something about him, they knew he was with Jesus, or they were like, you, you must have been with Jesus. But he denied. Do we deny Jesus when people ask us about our faith? This past week, it's been a little bit of a challenging week. It's, it's a little bit challenging working with a customer that uh, wants to help wherever he can, and, and if he can't help, he'll sit on the chair and watch you. Um, I think a few of us know what that's like. This was thankfully not the worst that I've had, but there was times I'd rather just done my work and have left me be, and then he could come and tell me if he liked it afterwards. But he was really nice to work with. Um, he's an older guy living by himself, and um, anyways, there was times it came up about about Jesus. I, I asked him one time if he believes in Jesus or something like that, and and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah," but he kept talking about his wife or his ex-girlfriend that stole this, or he couldn't find something like, "Well, she must have taken that too," and just. I worked for a week with that guy, and he's just on and on. And I asked him one day, I said, did you forgive her? Oh, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. I forgave her. But he didn't talk like he forgave her. Anyways, it was, it wore on me, I think, some. I, I kind of felt it later. It's like just working with kind of a, a pessimist, I guess. So I think I could have done a lot better in sharing more of Jesus with him. But... Um, Thursday I wrapped it up for the week and I prayed with him before I left and then um, 
when was it? Last night? No, two nights ago. I think it was Friday night. He tried calling me, left me a voicemail, and uh, said that I guess he went to the doctor and he was having a lot of pain. He had a lot of back trouble and stuff. And I think he said he had, he found out that he had some cancer. Um, I'll be possibly, most likely working with him a little bit more. So if you think about it, you could pray for me, pray for Steve, um, that he would find peace and uh, be able to forgive others completely. I think he lives with a lot of stress. Anyways, um, so that's an experience of where I did open my mouth. I did share the gospel um, a little bit, or we talked about it some. He, we, I did not talk much about it, but I, he, he, he picked up that I'm a Christian, or at least he picked up I'm a good Mennonite. <laughs> and uh, whenever he would swear or use God's name in vain, he'd be like, oh, sorry, he called me AJ. He's like, sorry, AJ, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't say it like that. So he felt convicted just being around me. Like, he shouldn't say it like that. Or there was times he wanted to say it, and he said something else and said, I said it like that to be nice, or to say it nice. <laughs> so, do we convict those around us? Um, there was another time, uh, a negative time in Pennsylvania when I went to work, showed up on the job site, and the customer was like, you look sad today, what's up? Why are you sad? You shouldn't be sad, it was a nice day or whatever. I don't, I don't remember what I was going through, but it's like, people notice our attitude. People notice our countenance. Um, In Acts 18.3, we see Paul working to support his ministry. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought. For by their occupation they were tent makers, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. I get the feeling that here, especially knowing more of his life up until now, that he was working to support his ministry and not just ministering in some spare time that he had. Um, 2 Thessalonians 3, 7. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 6, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. 
not because we have no po- not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that any note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So he's exhorting them to work with their hands to provide for their physical needs. Uh, so work is important. Um, so when I started studying this out, I was looking for, and maybe you know of more places, uh, I did not just spend a whole lot of time looking, but there, I wasn't able to find very many places that uh, they, they've witnessed, they ministered Christ to people as a secondary thing. Like they, work was their primary lifestyle. Uh, but we see several instances where uh, ministry was the focus and the work to support their physical needs, to take care of their physical needs. So I just encourage you to think about that and what is our focus of life? Is it to make money? Is it to build our business? Or is our business to build the kingdom of God? Thank you.